Hey, welcome to the podcast at moresportsnow.com. Hi, I'm Steve Titchener here in our New Jersey studios. And on the line, we got John McAlevey. John, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, Steve. How about yourself? It's doing summer well. is winding its way towards the middle. It is. Let's talk some baseball, Johnny. And uh, let's start with Gary Sanchez, who's still running to first base. My God, talk about a jog. He just took a stroll down to the first base path and... Uh, Probably cost his team, uh, you know, extra innings anyway. Absolutely. Well, let's first go back to earlier in the game where he's behind the plate and uh, Tampa Bay's got a runner on second base and Luis Severino bounces a pitch in front of him. It it bounds away from him towards the third base dugout and Sanchez kind of just sort of lopes after the ball. So the runner from second obviously moves on to third and as he sees Sanchez lollygagging after it. He continues on home and scores all the way from second base. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah, well, listen, he's a he's a good hitter. I mean, he's a great hitter. Uh, but his uh, his defense has never been that good. But I'll tell you what, what will make it worse is being lazy, man. I mean, he's got to get a kick in the butt because, uh, you know, listen, um, it's pretty inexcusable. I don't know if he beat out that, uh, that throw to second anyway, although – it looked like the shortstop had a long way to, to tag at second, so it seemed like there was a little time there. He might have, he could possibly have beaten that throw. Well, listen, here's the deal. On the first one that I was referencing, the one where the ball got away from him, he looked like he was Engelbert from, from uh, Bad News Bears going after the ball. The fact <laughs> that that guy scores there is inexcusable, and Severino let him have it in the, in the dugout in between innings. Oh, I didn't and see on that. the final play yeah. of the game, Steve, on the final play of the game, Tampa Bay was in a shift. So it was the the shortstop who fielded the ball, yeah. who shoveled it to the second baseman, who ran over and touched second base. And Aaron Hicks, to his credit, was busting out of, out, out of uh, first base. He beat the throw. So you're talking about one guy pitching it to another who took like four or five <laughs> steps to second base and then yeah. still was able to get Sanchez yeah. at first by four steps. It was unbelievable. You could have rolled the ball over there and yeah. still gotten him. You know, I mean, he, look, he's he's not a speedy guy. We know this. Uh, so he probably thought he had no chance, but still, it's no excuse. Now, what does Aaron Boone do? I mean, he, you know, oh. he, he gave it the, oh, I'll have to look at the tape kind of thing. But he doesn't seem like a disciplinarian, man. He seems like, you know, Aaron Boone seems like a guy who's like, hey, I got, I got a damn good team here. I just got to, uh, you know, handle the rudder here and just make sure we get uh, get the ship in the port. And it's that kind of thing. So who knows if he's going to uh, what he's going to do there. But, you know, there's, you know, look, what would Billy Martin do? Let's put it that way. Oh, Billy Martin would have ran onto the field and pulled him off when he when he let that runner score from second base. Listen, you and I are on record. We are no fans of the New York Yankees. But were we and were I a fan of the pinstripes and, and I saw his name written into tonight's lineup? I would think that that's a disgrace, and I would be, I would be very upset with my manager. He cannot, uh, he cannot write his name into the lineup tonight. After that, I mean, mm -hmm. th those were two raising of the white flags what he did yesterday. And I know he's coming off of being on the disabled list with a groin injury, yeah. but if his leg is really that bad and he's that afraid, how is he able to crouch? in a crouch as the catcher for nine innings. He was able to do that fine. Yeah. He just I, is not running. I mean, there yeah. were a couple of balls in the Mets series, routine ground balls hit to the infield, 
I mean, he is absolutely in a full jog down to first base. I mean, yeah, is he, he going to was... beat them out? No. Yeah. But listen, baseball, there's not a lot of, you know, activity in baseball. But the thing you're supposed to do is you hit the ball, you run to first base. I mean, it's like first grade. Well, he did afterwards. He seemed contrite because he probably heard the buzz. And through his interpreter, he said that he probably should have hustled more down down the line. Let's take the other side of it, though. He has been hurt. It is a groin injury. He might be uh, he might be uh, favoring it a little bit. I'm just trying to give him an excuse, really. But uh, there really is, uh, it, 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 you know, and, and maybe he feels like if he really dogs it down the line, he might re-injure himself. I mean, I mean, you can, you can yeah. throw that well, out there. Well, you know there. what? I think I think when he gets up at the plate every time, and you know, when the all these new stadiums with these jumbotrons and all these awesome mm-hmm. um, things that they have to put up stats and replays and highlights. He has to stare out in the center field each and every time he's up at the plate, and he's looking at a batting average of 188, an yeah. on-base percentage of 283, and he's only got 14 home runs and 42 RBIs. In any way, shape, or form, this season has been yeah. abysmal for him. And I think he carries that everywhere he goes on the field right now. Yeah, I mean, he's been a much better hitter than we've seen this season. And uh, especially the average kind of, he's just not, that's not making contact, right? And so, uh, 188. Yeah, uh, that's certainly that's, a concern. That's, you yeah. know, Jackie Bradley Jr. territory. He was down there for yeah. much of the season. He's and up look, over he's not ju- now, which is like yeah. hitting, you know, 350 for him yeah. right now. But, yeah, I think he's carrying this around with him. And yeah, and he's not question. Johnny Bench behind the plate, you know? Oh, he's, um, a, he's a terrible backstop, and he's a good thrower. He has a very strong arm. He's got a good arm. arm. Good arm. He's got Here's good a, power. He's got good power, and he's he's much better hitter than what he's shown this year. And, oh, and I, a, that will that will come back. He's, he's a good. Tremendous power hitter. He's a good player and, and a clutch guy, too. So, uh, but... Uh, but uh, this is, uh, you know, this is tough, tough run here for uh, for Sanchez. You know, the injuries and now this, he doesn't need this on him, and especially with the Yankees, because listen, the Red Sox here are just playing unbelievable baseball, and now what is it, six uh, six games that uh, separates the two teams, which is a little surprising after um, after the Yanks took two or three from the Red Sox in pretty spectacular fashion, you know. I mean, there's the three blowouts, and two of them were the Yankees blowing out the Red Sox. And then the Red Sox went on a tear, and the Yankees just kind of played 500 ball from then. And then so uh, right now, uh, the Red Sox look like the better team. And I wouldn't have said that after that series uh, at yeah. Yankee Stadium. Yeah, well, they since that series, Boston's won 13 or 14. You, you can't get much <laughs> better than tear. that. Yeah. They do stand uh, six games ahead, and... Um, it just seems that all they do is win. I mm-hmm. mean, game in and game out, they go out and win. Yeah, they're, they're getting good pitching. I, I saw a stat that in since the All-Star break, uh, their starting pitchers have yet to allow an earned run over all these games. I mean, yeah. they, they just seem to be doing everything right. I mean, you don't want to peak too early, but you True, certainly but, don't want to yeah. have to be in that one-game play-in for the wild card. That would be rough well, to win over 100 games and then have to play one game and wind up getting bounced out of yeah. it. So, so they definitely want to take take control and win that division and then, you know, sort of let the chips lie where they're going to be. But I tell you, this, this um, American League playoffs, I mean, when you have three of the probably four best teams in baseball with the Yankees, 
the Red Sox, and the Houston Astros all in the mix. I mean, that's going to be explosive baseball. No question. You can't forget about the Astros, too. they got the second-best record in uh, in baseball behind the Sox, who oh. have already won 70 games. Pretty incredible. Yeah, and, well, the uh, Sox have the most. Yeah. Boston is 71 wins. Yeah, 71 now. So, yeah. And uh, and the Yankees are you know sliding a little bit here, so you gotta you gotta be a little concerned. I think that you know like they got too much talent, and uh, you know Severino hasn't been so good lately, so they got a little bit of a funk going. I'm quite sure they're going to get out of it. And I wouldn't even say the Red Sox are a lock for the AL East. You can't say that. There's no way. There's 60 games no, left. No, no, no. There's 60 games left. Uh, the Yankees uh, 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 are a good team. Um, you know they're going to have to figure out that starting pitching. I mean, their their the bullpen is fine, but uh, you know Sonny Gray is a concern. So again, Severino getting right, Tanaka being consistent. You know, CC, all those guys. I mean, they you know they 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 can they can throw a great game or a lousy game. Really, um, it seems now. So um, yeah, and without that, you know, you can't even get to the bullpen. And um, but they're going to hit the ball. Those guys. I mean, you know. Um, you know, but Claver going down down on him has has not been good. I mean, I think they're feeling that a little bit, huh? How about the outing that Aroldis Chapman had the other day against? Yeah, he was Matt. horrendous. Yeah, yeah, and he's been great for them. I mean, his fastball's topped out at like a hundred and four or something like that. I mean, the guy's amazing. Yeah. But well, yeah. he came in in the ninth inning of and a seven walked. to three game. Yeah, he walked the first batter, gave yeah. up an infield hit, then walked the next guy, bases loaded, walked the next guy to walk in a run. Hit the next batter. Right. Okay. Finally, they had to get him out of there. Yeah. And uh, and then the Mets from there hit into a double play, scored another run, seven to six, and wound up losing. Yeah. But that could have been one of the world's greatest meltdowns that that right. almost was. Right against the Mets of all uh, teams, right? So oh. yeah. And speaking of going nowhere, let's mm-hmm. let's delve into the Metropolitans. Yeah. I mean, what what to say, Johnny? I mean, this and. Um, you know, Mickey Calloway, what's a, you know, here's this guy. I mean, you never thought he was going to be a savior, right? But uh, yeah. that, then they get out of the gate and they're playing well. They, we, we forget the Mets jumped out and had, a, had, they were far, 11 and one. What happened? The wheels fell off and then they, they've just been, I mean, all time horrendous. And uh, now Cespedes is hurt. He's got heel problems that might take eight to 10 months. I mean, who wants to hear that? And does it does it seem to me does it seem to you like he's just tearing to get back out onto that field? I mean, you know what I mean. I mean, constant oh. injuries with this guy, man. And it's just that that's the kind of breaks the Mets get. They sign a guy who's legit. I mean, Cespedes can hit, man, and uh, he's yeah. a legitimate power guy in the middle of your lineup, man. But he's uh, he's hurt. And well, the uh, problem is, it's a double edged sword. When he's in the lineup, he's good and he does damage. But he's never in the lineup. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, now he's got this heel problem. What the hell's that? So, and and it, it's surgery, surgery on both well, heels. Wow. Um, and and let and, me tell you, I did I did a daily brief on Friday, sort of tongue in cheek, saying, you know, hey, Met fans, your your big bopper is back in the lineup, but do you even really care? And then he goes out Friday night, goes two for four with home runs. And then you're like, hey, you know, listen, the season's over, but at least we got a guy that we can see hit the ball out of the ballpark. So all is right for at least one night. Yeah. And then he goes and tells the assembled reporters that, oh, by the way, I have problems with both of my heels. 
that will need surgery and it will cost me eight to ten months. And then he was out of the lineup the following day. Jesus. Of course he was. Right. And I'm... he could have been he could have pinch hit in that ninth inning against Chapman when he was on the ropes. Instead they send up Devin Miserocco <laughs> who hits into the double play ball. I mean, this is crazy. He's yeah, gonna miss eight to ten months. Yeah, Jeez. it's crazy. And then what? You can't make it up. And then, and then the Mets let it fester for forty-eight hours. Nobody would answer for it. They finally sent up that uh, sacrificial lamb. I mean, assistant general manager John Rico to talk about it. Right. So he gets into the back and forth that Mickey Calloway knew, and we knew the heels were bad, and we were looking into it, and we're trying to get him back in the lineup. So they go through that whole mess, and then at the end, he just throws in. Oh, and on the way out the door, by the way, Noah Syndergaard's going to miss a couple starts. He's got hand, foot, and mouth disease. Oh, jeez. I mean, oh, man. What is going on with this franchise? Crazy. And what do those guys think? What are Syndergaard and DeGrom thinking? Like, can, I got to get the hell out of here or what? Or, hey, I'm oh, a Met for life. Good. I want to stay right here in Queens, man, and make it happen. I mean... And, and it's so it's we're not far removed from a team that looked like it could win the World Series, really. And so they we're in the World Series. Man. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, man. I mean, this is but uh, right now. Right now. I mean, listen, I, I, I did uh, I did another daily brief yesterday. I said it's time to put a tent around this circus because not only is the is the product on the field horrible to watch the front office is in complete and utter free-fall yeah. disarray. And are they draw? Uh, Let me ask you, are they drawing? I'm not, I didn't look at their numbers, their attendance numbers, but, it's, I mean, City Field's got to be a morgue, right? Yes, and DeGrom pitched last night. I mean, he, yeah. that should be must-see anytime he pitches because he is a star any way you cut it up. Oh, yeah, He's man. a star. And there were, there were crickets there last <laughs> night. Nobody. I mean, granted, they were playing the Padres, right. but um, – right. And the Padres actually have two more wins than the Mets this year. How about that? Oh man, yeah. The Padres. That tells that's that tells you the story right there, right? They have the least yeah. wins in the National League. They have forty wins. That is laughable. After that start, so it's just yeah. been awful since uh, since that start. So my God. Well, so let me see. Yeah. I wasn't very good in math in high school, but. Let me see if I can put this together. Eleven and one, and now forty and fifty-seven. So let's see, they've gone twenty-nine and fifty-six. How about that? <laughs> there can't be a worse team, is there? I mean, I, come on! No I mean, I don't mean to laugh because I have a lot of friends who are Met fans. Yeah. But good grief, they need they need what you and I got like fifteen, sixteen years ago when John Harrington put the Red Sox up for sale. And and they were bought out by an ownership group that knew what the heck they were doing. And since then, we've got three world championships under our belts. But unfortunately, the Wilpons are never going to sell this team. Yeah, I I I, I agree. I, I mean, we you, Matt talks about it all the time. He used to work for the organization or for MSG anyway, covering the uh, covering the Mets. Uh, yeah. Or was it MSG? What, what was it that, that covered the Mets at the time? I don't know. He, he, he covered the Mets. He was the sideline reporter. SNY. SNY. SNY, of course. And, uh, he, you know, look, he says it all the time. It's it's, it's not going to happen, and they, they, they're never going to sell, and it's, this is what it's no. going to be for, for, for Mets fans. So, um, and, they, and they get bad breaks, too. Let's face it. They do get bad breaks. But uh, let's, let's move on. Let's, let's talk some golf. 
How's that? Because yeah. uh, we're covering the New Jersey State Open at Montclair Country Club this week, if if it's possible. I mean, the the weather looks uh, the weather looks horrible, but uh, we yeah. plan to be on Thursday to cover that. We've been covering uh, golf for the New Jersey State Golf Association. Uh, this is our second season doing it. We've had a ball doing it, and uh, we do post it on on the site, so we we do cover uh, New Jersey golf. But let's uh let's do a shout out to Francesco Molinari, the Italian golfer who won a, a great a British Open this year. Uh, I with uh, you know a loaded leaderboard, and I, I thought uh, there's some really good golf going on. And uh, it was Francesco's uh, who was at the top. You know, mild mannered guy. I was kind of a fan of his. You know, 35 years old, journeyman. Um, you know, and uh, he's just he was playing some great golf the last uh, last couple seasons. And um, you know, it's it's interesting. I remember watching him. I followed him when I was at Baltusrol, and and like it was interesting. You know, everybody's crowded around Jordan Spieth and Rory and all the stars. And there's there's and I, I just wanted to see the course and just watch some pros hit the ball. So I followed uh, Molinari for a couple holes and. Man, there was no one around him, you know. European player yeah. from Italy, and uh, yeah. But I tell you, man, you know, a great pro, and he and he showed it, uh, winning his first major and the first major for an Italian golfer. So uh, yeah, that's uh, that's fantastic. Uh, How about that? Yeah. So um, and uh, you know, it was strange, you know, seeing it. There's a lot of opportunity out there for a lot of golfers, including Tiger, man, who could have, uh, you know, if he went. Uh, if if he went uh, a subpar round, man, he he could have certainly um uh, uh did, done some damage, but he ended up shooting over par. Jordan Spieth, man, what happened to him? I mean, a yeah. defending champion, and I mean, he was missing pots that heck you and I can make. So he was yeah. miss, he was missing some short pots, very unlike him, especially on a Sunday where he's normally a clutch clutch player. And that was the, that was a tournament that he could have had, but you know, like you don't win you them know, all. Was, as we know. You know what was interesting about it, Steve? was um, on Saturday, I keyed in on it a bunch on Saturday uh, as the weather down at the shore wasn't so terrific, so I was inside for a bunch. And, you know, you hear all these stories about Carnoustie and the nickname Carnasty, and yeah. I-, I thought that they could have called it Carnesy on Saturday because yeah. guys were scoring left and right. I mean, it well, was, the everybody fairways... was under par. I mean, guys were really lighting the course on fire. And then on Saturday, the winds picked up, yeah. And uh, and it was a little harder to score, so you could see on on Saturday someone like Molinari doing what he did was basically play par golf. Chaz always tells me if you play par golf, you give yourself a chance to win, and that's basically all he did and let everybody else around him flounder. And uh, steady as she goes, and he was able to pull it out. Yeah, and no, steady. I mean, you know, nothing incredible. I mean, the guy just hits the ball straight, and then every putt, I mean – you know, five, six, seven foot pots were tappins for him. I mean, they were going in the yeah. middle of the cup, every single one of them. And yeah. uh, he's just been playing some great golf. Uh, he's been working with some sort of sports psychologist. He he credited who uh, really helped him. Uh, you know, uh, I know he'll go get through a lot of mind blocks, which of course golf has plenty of those. And uh, yeah. and now he's playing. Uh, you know, like he's playing with the best in the world. And you know, there's a there's a good field out there. There's a lot of good golfers. And they were all there too. You know, uh, Roy yeah. McIlroy was there. We mentioned Spieth, um, Ricky Fowler. I mean, listen, another uh, pedestrian week for him. I mean, yeah. you know, he's he's a good good golfer, but is he a great golfer? Everybody wants him to break through and win that major, but it, uh, it hasn't happened yet. And uh, he's yeah. the guy, he's the guy everybody's watching. I think he'll break through, no doubt, but uh, uh, it hasn't uh, it hasn't happened yet. But uh, 
you know, it, it was a great uh, open. I, it was one of those opportunities, I guess, because it's earlier in the day. I mean, I, I, I watched all four rounds, a part of all four rounds, and then watched the whole yeah. thing on, on Sunday, uh, which uh, I, I love watching golf, really do. And uh, we'll now be out there. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, go ahead. Let me ask you this. If you're Tiger Woods this morning, and I'm, or, or right, after the, right after the tournament was over, if I were to sit you down and ask you, um, in all honesty, would you be happy with your four days, uh, with, with your oh, tournament man. I mean, listen. are you kicking yourself because yeah, you, you not only came all the way back, you had the lead on the back nine for a chance to win your first major in over a decade, and now at 42 years old with all of these stud young golfers around you, are you kicking yourself thinking, oh, my God, I had my best chance at winning Listen, another he, major, and he, now when is it going to come? He's got to be kicking himself a little bit because that was absolutely a great opportunity for him. But it was a crowded leaderboard, though. So, And, look, it's not like the back in the day when he was just so much better than everybody and everybody was kind of shaking in their boots when he was showed up on Sunday with his red shirt. It's just not happening yep. anymore like that. And you know what? He didn't. He didn't put in that star performance, man. I mean, it, he, again, talk about pedestrian. I mean, what he shot a seventy-four, I think. Um, yeah. On a day yeah. when he, on a day when he very much could have, and then he, at one point he was the leader, and then he. That's he, what I mean. That's he exactly double bogeyed and he double bogey bogey, and then boom, he never, uh, he never got back on track. I think that he's playing more consistent golf, though. I mean, it's not like he's just he's not he's 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 in the in the running, and then he's not. I mean, he's pretty much every week he's he's been competitive. So I think that he will win another one. I think it's going to be on a course that he knows really well. I think that's what's going to happen. It's, it's and it's going to happen probably probably in the states more likely. I don't know. I and I I think he can win another Masters. I really do. He just has to. I think he. Um, I think and, he's kicking himself right now, and he's going yeah. to take all these moral victories and flush them down the toilet because. There he was yeah. in a major on the back nine with the lead. And like you said, nobody's cowering in front of him anymore. No one's yeah. afraid of this guy anymore. And and he's going to say, my God, I'm 42, and I had it right where I want it. Now to yeah. get back to that yeah. is not going to be easy. And the problem yeah. was, and, and the scary thing he's probably thinking is that the minute he had everything right where he wanted it is when he, you know what, the bed. You yeah, know? so he's yeah, right there. Yeah, and then he he doubles, and then he bogeys, and it was like the minute the pressure came through, the old tiger would have just bit everything off and, and and moved on to the next hole. This time, unfortunately, he wasn't able to do that, and it cost yeah. him. Yeah, but I I do think uh, he's not finishing. It's true, and I'm sure he you know he'll, he'll admit that as first thing will come out of his mouth. He's, he needs to finish these tournaments, but. Listen, he um he's playing good golf, uh, not back to the old Tiger perhaps, but playing consistent golf. But even a, even a Tiger at seventy five percent can still win a tournament. I still think he can win uh, a major. I really do because I think he's got the, the you know come on he's got the makeup. We know he does. He has fourteen of them. Now the big question of him catching Jack Nicholas. We were talking about that. Who has eighteen? I mean that's not going to happen. We know that now. Right. But uh, I still think he's got another one in him. Um, and then I, I mean, hope so. I and then once he starts, listen. Once he starts pushing fifty, and then you get in your fifties, it's over. I mean, you know, Jack won the Masters at forty six, so I think Tiger, you know, forty two, you can still get it done. Um, but uh, it, well, it, it's uh, what, he had one a great. Left this year, there's yeah. one left this year. The players is that coming up? Uh, the uh, 
PGA is coming up, so PGA, he's got one more. Yeah. He's got one more chance. I don't know if that's going to be the one for him because all the other golfers, especially all the other American golfers, will be you know if if, if they can score, they're going to be scoring with them. That's the difference. The field's caught up to him. That's that's the problem with Tiger. So uh, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. So we'll. Uh, We'll see, but uh, yeah, he had a great opportunity. It was too bad, but you know, Francesco Molinari, man, played great golf and uh, deserved that. And uh, I think it's great. Seemed a very humble guy, and uh, and uh, you know, it's a champ- major championship for Italy. Let's hear it. That's that's, that's fantastic. Absolutely. Yep. I'm um, I was very happy for that, yep. but it was it was great having Tiger back and the the yeah. TV ratings. Oh, no, that's great. I think yeah. Listen, I like I like him on the course. And, I'll say that. NBC was going doing backflips with their ratings. Oh sure, I mean, they're, you know, they're taking pictures of him going to his car afterwards. <laughs> I mean, they're getting him on the screen, man, because he does draw. It's a whole, it's a whole different game yeah, when listen, he's in the mix. And, he does listen. Um, he draws he back, and let's hope he's there to stay. Yeah, let's hope so. But he definitely draws, and that's why they, that's why they, uh, they cover him. That's the bottom line. And that'll do it for Absolutely. this week of uh, MoreSportsNow.com, our podcast. Steve Titchener here with John McAlevey. We do this weekly, and we will certainly catch you all next week. Bye-bye.